Welcome to Ruminations on Formation, a podcast featuring conversations at Mount Royal Academy. This is your headmaster, Derek Tremblay. Happy Tuesday. It's March 16th, 2021. This was the day one year ago when it was discovered that we would no longer be doing education in person on campus. And that is a day that we will never go back to. Never, ever, ever will we go back to that. Uh, on a positive note, it was also the same day that while I was at a family's house off campus on the phone with a good colleague of mine from Holy Family Academy, a great school down in Manchester, that I learned via text that the midwives were on the way to my house. And upon getting there, three midwives were there. And my wife said, the baby's coming. So I probably got home about 3.30, and I think about 6.30, Joseph Thomas was born in the Trembley home. Uh, I was eating pizza with my children, the midwives, shortly thereafter, and it was just a fantastic day. Uh, Joseph Thomas was born before we entered Pope Francis's year of St. Joseph. Um, so the two things didn't happen intentionally in my mind or my wife's mind, but there you go. God's providence is really good. Uh, and as we currently speak, I am doing the consecration to St. Joseph, and uh, I've learned so many things about this patron of our school, uh, whose feast day we celebrate on Friday. So we're really looking forward to Friday. We're trying to weigh uh, how we can have Mass together. What better way to celebrate an important day in our school? This has always been what we do in this school when something really big is happening and momentous and worthy of our reflection, we celebrate the sacred liturgy. So on Friday, we hope to do mass as a school in the gym, spaced out as best we can um, in honor of our patron saint, St. Joseph. And then students will also go home with misty little prayer card that includes a litany of St. Joseph with the prayer of Pope Leo XIII and uh, another pamphlet uh, put out by the Marion Press down there in Stockbridge, Massachusetts, about the year of St. Joseph. For this podcast, I wanted to do a couple of things. Uh, first of all, would really like somebody else to be here with me, but it's very busy around here. It's March and it's Lent, so those two things together um, as we move closer to the rapid finish of the school year, uh, they just together mean it's hard to I feel bad asking somebody to come converse with me when they've already put so much into their day. Each of our teachers uh, just do a lot. So as we speak, uh, we have a couple of teachers working behind me. I can hear them discussing costumes because in history class, we're doing some dramatic reenactments. And in literature class, uh, they did the Song of Roland today. Uh, in the gym, we have the boys doing a little pizza party, high school boys, uh, end of year celebration for their basketball season go Knights the uh, boys were victorious in two playoff games this year and um, we also have some other teachers that are working together to plan for next year so there's just a lot going on right now uh, therefore you have me but I, I am always inspired by the conversations that happen here at Mount Royal Academy there are so many conversations in a given day and I wanted to focus on at least a couple today and uh, the first one is I had a, a very lovely um, young man, uh, one who's been with us for a long time. 
he I think he's itching to get on the podcast and maybe he will but he asked if we could do a podcast about the model student and so I think what he was trying to say is what would a model student look like here at Mount Royal Academy and uh providentially again just this afternoon mrs sweet and i and mr yost together communicated what the senior thesis will be to our uh, esteemed class of 2021 and as i was preparing for that moment i actually had butterflies because i was nervous i didn't expect to be nervous but i was fairly nervous before i had you know committed to myself and put on my calendar that I was going to go to senior seminar today and communicate to the seniors, hey, this is the ultimate expression of what your academic life will be here at <clears throat> as you finish out your high school career. And uh, I remember just recalling to them my own thinking about this. And it's, it's not to say that data isn't important, but one of the things about calculus you know, uh, when we're trying to calculate uh, whether or not an activity, an endeavor, an institution is successful, when we're including the human person, that that calculative methodology can sometimes fall into a what I call utilitarian trap, where we just we consider things on the surface and whether or not they're useful and whether or not what we see is effective. But there's just this mystery to each human person that you can't really quite capture in a single data point. And that is a mystery given by God in our souls. So I said to the seniors, um, I once heard um, from somebody way smarter than I that the best way to measure whether or not we are successful in this mission of a Catholic liberal education is to look closely at what is communicated during important moments. So that's why we tend to celebrate liturgy uh, on solemnities like St. Joseph's Day. Our commencement is a really important moment. And uh, this particular person said that the commencement speeches are the best measurement of mission success for a Catholic liberal uh, school. And I really agree with that. So the senior thesis essentially becomes a commencement speech given by each graduate of Mount Royal Academy. And they have to work on this for the duration of the fourth quarter. And so to the question, Mr. Trembley, what is a model student? I would say a model student um, is the person who completes this this exercise and who does it from uh, the disposition of intrinsic desire to learn the truth for the truth's sake, not just to get an outcome. Because that's this outcome-oriented culture that we have. You know, it's only good if I can see the results. It's only good um, if if it can be quantified and determined how good it was. It's just life doesn't work that way. I think any parent knows that. I think any teacher really knows that. And, and more to it, we don't want to reduce how we assess success to one thing because there are so many beautiful components of living and living well and thinking and thinking well so the senior thesis i wanted to to just read to you all what is the senior thesis 
So the purpose of the senior thesis is to facilitate an experience whereby the student enters into a final reflection regarding the substance of what was learned during their time at Mount Royal Academy. A classical and liberal education intends to free the mind to know and love truth, goodness, and beauty. This is done by reading and considering those truths about human nature that will forever stand the test of time. G.K. Chesterton provides the rationale for reverencing tradition. So this is definitely a point of departure from other educational models. We think tradition is critical. We think tradition possesses truth. We think tradition is something that binds us to our humanity because we do come from a story that was in motion before we were born. And this story is connected to all these other characters that came before us. And we should not just disparage them because they are not here with us at this present moment. So this is what G.K. Chesterton says. Tradition means giving a vote to the most obscure of all classes, our ancestors. It is the democracy of the dead. Chesterton goes on to say, tradition refuses to submit to the small and arrogant oligarchy of those who merely happen to be walking about. All Democrats object to men being disqualified by the accident of their birth. Tradition objects to their being disqualified by the accident of their death. Democracy tells us not to neglect a good man's opinion, even if he is our groom. Tradition asks us not to neglect a good man's opinion, even if he is our father. The senior thesis will therefore invite students to consider a voice from the past whom they found interesting, memorable, and an illustrator of truth. Students will then immerse themselves in the writings of that thinker to answer three basic questions. What was said? Can we accurately represent that? Do we understand what the thinker said? What did it mean? Can we push that out? extend it, nuance it, discover implications, and then is it true? So is what was said true? Does what it mean get us to a place where we can see truth better? In short, what claims did the thinker of the past put forward, and to what extent do those claims evoke the eternal truths that remain applicable to the human condition? Discovering the essential unity of all knowledge is the primary objective of the senior thesis. So instead of this fragmented method of just you think of a scalpel, you know, you just you put this over there, that over there, you kind of take things apart. Knowledge is not meant to be taken apart. It's meant to be put together. And the senior thesis is going to say, OK, there's this person out there who came before I and I'm pretty sure they were pretty smart. And I'm just figuring out life right now. So the healthiest way for me to determine the purpose of life, my vocation, the role that God has given me is to enter this other person's thoughts because I think I can trust them because there's truth in what they said. And then by immersing myself in their way of approaching the world, I can come to learn something about myself. Uh, and then to kind of like really pace this, uh, I introduced to the seniors this quote from a, an American philosopher, uh, Alasdair MacIntyre, in After Virtue. He writes this, the unity of human life is the unity of a narrative quest. It is in looking for a conception of the good which will enable us to order other goods for the conception of the good which will enable us to extend our understanding of the purpose and content of the virtues for a conception of the good 
which will enable us to understand the place of integrity and constancy in life, that we initially define the kind of life, which is a quest for the good. A quest is always an education, both as to the character of that which is sought and in self-knowledge. So the quest of human life is for the good. And when we encounter it, it does something to us. Like it, it, it says to us, this is who I am. And so the final academic act for our seniors will be um, an essay, a formal presentation with a faculty review. And it is our hope that by doing this, we can really manifest what does it mean to be a student at Mount Royal Academy? Because I'm pretty sure the virtues needed for this are not easy to come by. And those virtues will take habits of study. So, you know, I, I think of diligence. Um, I think of the the virtue of fortitude because you're going to have to get up in front of your peers and your and then the faculty and really articulate what you've learned um i think about the virtue of humility something that is just not very much promoted anymore like if you're humble now you're seen as weak if you're humble now you're not expressing yourself and if you're not expressing yourself you're not asserting yourself but if we all just kind of said hey I'm here. I got to figure stuff out. There are people around me that I can rely on in our tradition, in our family. And, and through them, I, I can come to know where I'm going and what I'm made for. That's just a better starting point, I think. So there you have it. A model student at Mount Royal Academy. I, I would say this as, as a way of concluding. We hope that students take the proposal that is embodied in the people who are here, in the content that is studied, they take that proposal and then they think to themselves, ah, gosh, I really want to know the truth. I really want to pursue the good. I really want to see what's beautiful. And anything that is outside of that, you know, any negativity, any like, any image, any thought, um, that that hindrances me from doing that i don't want a part of it I, I just i just want to be a fully human fully alive fully living for god uh, that's what the model student should should i hope take with them when they leave mount royal academy all right so the second part of this podcast in let's see four minutes or less i try to do these in 20 minutes or less an hour we're getting up there is uh, I wanted to give a little bit of um, attention to what Mrs. Sweet said in last week's newsletter. So if you don't know this, every other week we, we release a newsletter and then um, Mrs. Sweet and I, we, we alternate kind of synthesizing the experiences that we receive from all the wonderful people here, our parents, our teachers, our students. And then we try to think to ourselves, what's a what's a message that we can prayerfully discern that will be important for our families to hear right now? And then I'm pretty sure she puts her heart and soul into this. I was really impressed by what Mrs. Sweet wrote. I never really tell her what to write. Um, we, we try to be responsive to the Holy Spirit and go with his lead on this. But she focused on, obviously, what does it mean to be an authentically Catholic school? And what, and what does it mean to, to live out our Catholic identity? 
And uh, I just want to read for you uh, a couple of excerpts here. Um, it, it's kind of a continuation of what I've been saying so far, but our Catholicity informs the education we offer here in a profound way. Catholic education by its very nature must differ from other forms of education. In the book, The Holy See's Teaching on Catholic Skill, uh, Schools, Archbishop Michael Miller describes the purpose of a Catholic education as the formation of boys and girls who will be good citizens of this world, loving God and neighbor and enriching society with the leaven of the gospel, and who will also be citizens of the world to come, thus fulfilling their destiny to become saints. He offers a vision of what Catholic education is not. Unfortunately, far too many in government, business, the media, and even the educational establishment perceive education to be merely an instrument for the acquisition of information that will improve the chances of worldly success and a more comfortable standard of living. Such an impoverished vision of education is not Catholic. And then Mrs. Sweet writes, Catholic educators simply cannot view education in a strictly utilitarian sense. We must offer more. Authentic Catholic education is a humanizing endeavor. Our classical pedagogy is oriented toward and built around the three transcendentals of truth, beauty, and goodness. So then she offers a couple more anecdotes um, and even a little bit of her, her own story. But this is, this is another key part, right? Catholicism represents the fullness of the truth. However, within the truth and within these non-negotiables, there is room to explore our response to the gift of faith, our own specific calling, and our own spiritual taste. As St. John Paul II once said, each person is a unique and unrepeatable gift from God. So, if I could take these two things together, what does it mean to be a, a model student here at Mount Royal Academy? And then what is the educational mission that Mount Royal Academy um, invites people into? We just want people, okay, our, our children specifically, to know that they are created by God for a purpose, unrepeatable. No other person can take the place of one person on this planet earth it's just that one person in their in their own vocation that's what god is calling them to be um and that and that we're part of this wider effort and i think about the solidarity movement that helps take down communism i've been reading this book by a former president of czechoslovakia czechoslovakia and um, he, he was instrumental in promoting the solidarity movement, which, which basically said, you know, we can't live in a lie. We've got to live in the truth. And the thing about the lie that's pushed around us sometimes and above us and on us is whenever these bad ideas are out there, sometimes you just need one person to speak the truth. And that one person, when the truth is spoken, it has such... Um, a significant impact because it takes that darkness and puts this little light into it and the darkness can't dominate anymore. And so I guess students here, my hope for them is when they leave here, they just, they just want to live and speak the truth, live, speak the truth in charity and in solidarity with their brothers and sisters, all members of the human race, especially those within our families and in our church. 
and that together we can just get above this place of, of not seeing things together and, and find that common unity in truth and in love. Um, and I'll tell you what, I was having another conversation today with a colleague of mine from another Catholic school. Uh, not the same one, but it is down near Manchester. And, and I was thinking about just the, the fact that a school is supposed to support the family at home. But families need family time. Like so often we just don't take time to be with our family. Uh, we're, we're, the ideas that are given to us is, is if we're not doing all these things and, and using these observable metrics, if we're not taking our kids here, there and everywhere doing, you know, this team and that project. And if we're not providing this experience to them, if we don't just multiply all of our efforts and all of our observable opportunities and give kids this, you know, onslaught, so to speak, of activity 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 program 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 i mean even doing that it, it it upends family life it's hard to live a family life that's balanced when nobody's home because we're all out doing something i really value going home staying at the table discussing what's going on with our children and and i think that our our mission is is supposed to to support the family and if 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 the substance of what pre, we provide pretends to be something that is more than the family that's probably not a good thing you know the substance of what we provide needs to needs to give children and families the truth that they're made for um, which is a truth that the family you know images the trinity father son and holy spirit that love that is so profound that it can't be contained that it kind of explodes spirates generates another being and 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 to the extent that we enter into that mystery um, we can we can be better people to each other. I mean, that's really the bottom line. We just want to be better people to each other. All right, so there you have it. There's there's your podcast for uh, March 16th. I hope uh, everybody enjoys the tag day tomorrow, right? Tag day for St. Patrick's Day. Please come in in your white, green, and orange. And then on Sunday, not Sunday, excuse me, on Friday, the Solemnity of St. Joseph, March 19th. Please remember to wear your Sunday best for St. Joseph. Um, and we'll ask for his intercession um, as we pray. O God, who in your loving providence chose Blessed Joseph to be the spouse of your most holy mother, grant us the favor of having him for our intercessor in heaven, whom on earth we venerate as our protector, you who live and reign forever and ever. Amen.